0: to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry.
1: Hey there. So we are here today with Joanne McCall. We're going to be talking about media darlings, okay? What is a media darling? So before I even get into that, a media darling is the first person the media calls to put a story in perspective to help shape Thinking, So you want to be the first person that the media calls. So this is what this book is about. I'm with Joanne McCall. Let me just read it. So you heard the intro. It says that the the PR colleagues, she is my PR colleague. So this is one of the ones. She's a, one of those friends that uh, PR friends, PR colleagues that I call upon, we bounce things off and this is her first book. Yay! Oh, my God. I, I, this, I love me, that. Oh, my God. Let me just read a little bit about it. So Joanne brings her expertise advice to you, whether you want to build your audience or networks to get at the top of media outlets. This book is a step-by-step guide to becoming a media darling and contains tools you need to succeed. Read it. Very good. Very good. This is about coming across as an amazing influencer. You heard that term before, right? Influencer. Um, So that you are doing it in such a way that people are watching you know you are too. She's a publicist, media trainer, Uh, industry insider who has coached, consulted, trained, and helped thousands of authors and influencers get inside attention they desire. So with this podcast, with this Amazon live, you can click it and get it. You can actually get this book. It's filled with juicy, good stuff. And I love the little uh, (laughs) bubbles that you have in here. It's like one one of the bubbles says, a media darling is confident in their ability to deliver. They are not arrogant about it, okay? There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. So if you come across arrogant, the media won't have you back. Confident, yes, they will, they will. So, Joanne, before we get started, tell us some of the people that you've worked with over the years, the list of A-listers huh, that you've worked with, um, as well as some that weren't A-listers, but just so that people kind of know that you know way, way around the media media terrain.
2: So, they know kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> Pam, yeah. I'm so thrilled to be here because
2: you're one of my PR go to people, too. And Aww. it's just wonderful knowing you. And I appreciate the invitation to be here today. Um, I'm so excited. I love this. So, book. I've been around a while. You know, you've been around a little while, and uh, a lot has happened and transitioned in our world. Um, I've really been very fortunate to work with some of the best people out there. I mean, Brian Tracy certainly way at the top he's just he's an incredible incredible person I learned a lot from him and 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 helped him as best I could with with his goals uh, so I've worked with him I've worked with um let's see um, there's so many. They're all kind of floating through. Dr. Yeah. Richard Bandler, who's the co-founder of NLP, uh, one of the uh, the absolute masters as far as that mm. goes. Uh, and he's fantastic at promoting his books and and right. talking in front of the media. Ken Blanchard is another one that I worked yeah. with, the One Minute Manager, and yeah. 50 other books, 50 some other books. And he's yeah. an icon. I mean, he is an absolute icon. Uh, so those, I would say, are, are three of the really top wonderful people that i've worked with and just have had that pleasure yeah.
1: and so really we're talking about publicity getting media attention getting out there in uh national television local television radio podcasts as well that's new uh definitely magazines and newspapers but one of the particular things that joanne is really really good at is really helping people prepare for those broadcast interviews. That people may sometimes feel like I'm ready for the big time, I'm ready for GMA, I'm ready for today's show. You may be ready for it, but in terms of your content, but how you get your 15 minutes of fame to come across in the way that you want. So, I want Joanne to really talk about sound bites. Sound bites are really, really important, and that's really what she trains on a lot really making sure that people have um, the broadcast. leverage so that they are coming across and not just winging it. So kind of tell us a little bit, because that chapter, that chapter was the one that I really loved the most because you gave so many good details.
2: Oh, I appreciate that, Pam. Um, I, I understand so many people, they've written a book, they've taken the time, they have a business, they're good at what they do they're they're experts but it's very different taking that kind of content and your experience and your credentials and then translating that in a way that will come across to other people as they listen to you as they watch you as they read your sound bites and things that you have to say and i find that a lot of people have trouble making that transition only because they haven't been trained or they don't really know how to do it mm-hmm. the truth is, You watch great interviews. If you see people doing a great interview, they make it look super easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I could do that. That's no problem. Look how easy that was. It's kind of like watching a dancer up on stage and you go, I could dance like that. And then you try and, you know, maybe you break a couple legs or something. I mean, it's just, it doesn't look the same because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of training that goes into it. So when someone makes it look really easy and natural, training, there's either been a lot of training, a lot of experience, and usually it's both. So the better it looks, the more they've done that that's just the way it is the good
1: give news. us, give us a story of someone that thought they were ready i don't don't say any names but uh no, i, I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> the story you talked about in the book of, of one of the one someone that was like oh i'm ready and then they were like you know so it, you talked about they had the 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 hit that the deer in the headlights look. Yeah, that one.
2: Uh, okay. Yes. I remember this because this was a, such a pivotal moment in my life. Uh, it was quite the learning experience. Uh, so I was working with a gentleman who uh, he's, he's in Los Angeles. He is a branding expert personal branding. He's very, very good at it. He traveled all around the country. Uh, he spoke, I think, 250 days out of the year on this issue. And shortly after we decided to work together, he came to my, my town and I was able to go and watch him in action. And so mm-hmm. he presented in front of this group. He was so good. I mean, he was personable and he was friendly and he was outgoing and he was funny and he was serious at times. I mean, he just had it all. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I mean, and he wanted national television in the worst way. That is what he wanted. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. his book is releasing. We do a launch and we're doing other media, of course. And I said to him, I said, well, what we do is we wait for a celebrity to do something bad because really how long are you going to have to wait? Somebody is always doing something right? They do something. They're in the news. That's when we would jump in. And we had our moment. Now, this is a number of years ago, but this is a classic story that will go on in history forever in my mind. Um, So it was when Martha Stewart was accused of insider trading, right? And the moment that happened, the media went bananas. They went absolutely crazy over this story. So what I did was I did what every good PR person does. I contacted all the major media. I said, I got I I have I can speak to him. so the first I was and they wanted him on Wolf Blitzer of from that moment and CNN was out in New York and my client was Angeles and this is prior to Zoom and Skype and all of this. So we had to get him into a studio, which we did, got him into an affiliate a student. The moment came, and up comes the music, and it's CNN, and it's the story of the day, top story of the day, whatever the name of the show was. And Wolf gets on there, he says Martha Stewart's in trouble, and this whole thing. And so then they cut to my client, who is basically alone in a studio. I think there's one person there saying go, you know, because he has to go, and. He'd never been in a situation like that. And there's a lot of pressure. This is national TV. This is CNN. This is his big dream. And he has not been trained for it, even though he's a great speaker, even though he's great on stage, even though he speaks in sound bites, all that. He wasn't ready for this. And so I'm in my office watching this unfold. And uh, so it it cuts to him and he looks, you know, he's like a deer in the headlights. I mean, his eyes are wide open and he's like this. And I thought uh-oh, you know, that's not a good sign. I'm kind of peeking through my fingers like this at the at the TV screen. And so then, and to make it worse, they did a split screen with an uh, a communications expert who was fantastic, of course. He was savvy. He was, you know, well-trained. He knew what he was doing. So the juxtaposition of this guy being so good and then this other person with the deer in the headlights was just... So, of course, I'm thinking, uh-oh, you know, he has to get through this. So he has four minutes of a nightmare to get through. And meanwhile, I'm feeling for him, but I'm feeling for me, too, because I've got interviews lined up the whole next day. I think starting with the Today Show the next morning, all day long, I have national interviews for him, just what he wanted. But I'm watching this, it just, ugh. So he finally got through it, and uh, I, I sent him a note, and I said, so, I said, how did it go? trying to be as neutral as possible because I knew how it went. And he, to his credit, came back and he said, I sucked. I said, okay. I said, I thought, good, you know, we can do something about this. Meanwhile, I had contacted a friend of mine who's a media trainer in L.A. I said, you have to see this guy tonight. I don't care what you have lined up in your life. None of that matters at all. You're canceling everything and you have to see this guy tonight. It has to be tonight. Mm -hmm. She finally relented and agreed and so they, I told him, get over there. So they spent about the next three or four hours going through, getting his key messages, you know, training him on how to come across and do it well and some sound bites and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, I'm in my office watching again, wondering, uh oh, you know, what's going to happen now? Uh, and, and up comes the show. They, they go to him. And this time, he looked like uh, there's an old comedy duo called Laurel and Hardy. And uh, maybe your parents are familiar with them. Maybe you've heard of them. them. Uh, Okay. So Laurel was, I mean, Hardy was the chubby one and Laurel was the real thin one with the grin. Mm
0: -hmm. So this
2: time my client had the grin. You know, he had the grin. So it was better. It was better than the deer in the headlights, but not great. Not great. So, so here's, so what happened was he had interviews all day long. And by the last interview, he was pretty good. Okay. He was really pretty good.
1: And And so what's the
2: lesson? I want practice. you to be good right out of the gate. So do you, okay. right? We don't want you warming up. We don't want you getting warmed through these national, whatever, these huge opportunities for you. Uh, we want you to be good at the beginning. So the bottom line is getting some training, even if it's simply mock training, where you'd have someone ask you questions on camera and you have an opportunity, you know, to answer them in practice will help you. But training is, yeah. is even better.
1: It yeah. Is so cute. that's
2: that story. Yeah. So that, what I learned was all my clients are getting media trained. That's, you know. Oh,
1: that's, yeah. That's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And one of the things it says, um, you know, you, you go through some of the common questions that am, you know authors and, and brand influencers ask. And one of the main things they always ask, like, should I have media training? And that story shows you that, yes, you yes. can be good on stage. You can be good really on your podcast. But when it comes to having your four minutes or your 15 minutes on air, you do need to have it. And one of the things it says, um, oh, you know, just some of know. the things about that there's top yeses and then there's top no's that you could do. So we kind of talked about uh, some of the no's, right? Not not being media trained, but some of the yeses. What are some of the yeses that the media loves? Like so there's like you can pitch. They say no they can pitch and they say yes so some of the yeses <laughs> that um i like when it says be friendly but don't be creepy right uh, yeah. be but be persistent but don't be pesky yes. and um you know and so join you and i know that it's like no one wants to be pesky and you talked about a story when you were a radio um you were on the radio and there was a publicist that called you talk about that story there where they they became a little uh obnoxious, I guess you would say. Too much. Too
2: much. How much do they call you? Oh, my gosh. They call me every day and left at least two minute voicemail messages every single day. And uh, that's just a huge mistake. Because not only did I not want to book her client, I never wanted to work with her again. And I will (laughs) tell you something producers remember. They, you know, if you mess up here, they will remember, and they may end up on some big show down the road, and, and they yes. remember. They're like elephants. They they remember things. So, And that's not to scare anybody. It's just to encourage us all to be better at what we do and to pay attention to, to the things to do and the things not to do, of course, which will help you. So I think another one, Pam, is having a good attitude. I mean, it's yeah. just having a good attitude. Uh, things things can, can work go wrong. With. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to work with
1: easy people, right? Woo! So if you're difficult or, or try to be a diva, no one wants you back.
2: Right. That's right. Yeah. Being a diva just is uh, not a good idea. And I find that there are, there are certain people where there's a tendency in that way. And it's usually people who are really successful. They're successful in their area and they think it will translate. And it doesn't necessarily. If you're still okay. unknown in the media, you're unknown. And mm-hmm. you got to work your way in. Uh, and having a great attitude is, is really helpful. And not being a prima donna is, is,
1: mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. And one yeah. of the things that so we're doing live, we're on Amazon live, we're on LinkedIn live, we're on YouTube live. Yay. If I were having uh, internet issues, which could happen, uh, one of the things you advise people is what? So if I all of a sudden drop out of the camera and you're there because maybe my internet went down or whatever. Maybe I forgot to plug in my computer or whatever, and I thought it was plugged in, which just happened, and then it just dies. What do you suggest people do?
2: Yeah, you pick up where the person left off. I mean, if you suddenly dropped out, uh, dropped off, I'd say, "Well, this is you know Pam Perry's show, and I'm the guest, and so I'll interview myself." Well, Pam right. would say to me, "You know," and then I would wait for you to come <laughs> back. I don't know. I might say, "She'll be back in," which, <laughs> and I know you're
1: trying. Right. So it's, it's just, it's just picking it up and having a little fun with it. It Um, is. It is. And, and, and only if you're really comfortable with that, you're comfortable with your material because that has happened. And I'll tell you that the person who I left, they were like, Oh my God, where did Pam go? And this and that. And they're just going through this whole thing. And I'm like, you could have just kept going. I was gonna come back. Yeah. So that is really, really key because so many people were doing live now, and so don't get flustered when the host basically pops off or any of those type of things. Just keep going with your soundbite, and, and then talk about um, what is a talking point and 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 how you help people with their talking points. How you help them. Remember their talking points, so they're not reading them, but really what are talking points and how do you help people really prepare those?
2: And one, one of the first questions I ask is you've written this book. So what are the top three things people have to know in the order of importance? And then I would increase it, of course, because top three will get you through a four minute on-camera interview. But if you're going to do a 60-minute podcast, you need a lot more key messages than that. So you want to start with the top three and then keep adding to it. So you have three, you have six, you have nine, you have 12. uh, Mm -hmm. Key messages, what are the most important things that people need to know? And Mm -hmm. so this helps you for so many reasons. It keeps you on track. right? And and because sometimes a host will ask you a question that really isn't so related to why you're there. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you find yourself going down some road and you're telling some story and your inner voice is going, why are you telling this story? This is not really a story you should be telling. And how are you going to get out of it? Because you'll have this internal thing going on. But if you have really burned in what those key messages are, someone can ask you an off the wall question and you find a way to bridge that back. We call it bridging back. So like, Pam, what's what's the most ridiculous question you could ask me right now? So what's the weather like out there? Oh, man, it is so gorgeous today. It's clear and sunny and warmer than it has been. And you know what? It reminds me of doing a great interview because you want a great, no. sunny, wonderful interview and have a good time doing it. It's important. you know. Oh, so my God. I know, it, that's it kind is. of a
1: silly one, but, you know, it works. No, but but no, I'm just, that's exactly one of the things that people will ask you because the host may not have read the book. Which ninety percent of them probably don't, right. Right. and that's why it's good to send uh, information ahead of time. Because you're thinking, like, oh, I sent them the book. Well, they read it. They'll be able to ask me questions. And me and Joanne both know that. Mm-mm.
2: No, well, this is have, why.
1: Yeah, it's why you we, do a
2: press kit. It's why you yeah. do a one sheet. Yeah, because they'll, they'll likely use that.
1: hmm That's yeah. yeah that's why you send the questions ahead of time.
2: I think both ends of that is important because there's they're called uh, informed interviews and uninformed interviews. If you get an informed interview, like an NPR, or you get uh, some host who, who's heavy into the topic, has read a lot about it, and they start asking you really significant smaller things, which can be fun. Or they might ask you, well, on page 223, you quoted blah, blah, blah. I mean, you better know your book. So, um, so there's that end of it but a lot of times, most of the time, it'll be uninformed interviews and they'll just ask you questions that's on the sheet that you provided or associations they've had. Like if you're a PhD, a therapist, a lot of times your host will ask you questions
1: that are important to them. I mean, you, you right. know, they will. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. happen. Yeah. The thing that I like about the book, and I'm trying to find the part here and it talked about, oh, here it is. Okay. I would say, what do I talk about? So the, what do I talk about? I really, really love this. So the main thing is, these are so. If anybody's listening, take notes on this. It, number one is, it, and you've got to get the book. You got to get the book. Number one, these are the things to develop your sound bites: one, smiles, metaphor, similes, metaphors, and uh, analogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you got to read that. Rhetorical questions, contrast, conflicts, and paradoxes. Sound bites, superlatives, pop culture, emotions, surprise twists tweet cliches and that part like right there is worth the price of the book because i was like oh my god she gave it all
0: away (laughs)
1: yeah i did so let's talk about the triples then let's talk about the triples because that's just one of the ones that you talk about
2: for some reason the human mind loves threes do re me one two three uh give me liberty, happiness, and what's the rest? I should know that right off the top of my head. But I yeah, mean, there's yeah. so many love threes. Great love. And, mm-hmm. Eat right. pray, love. Yes, there's a mm-hmm. number of book titles that, that use that. Um, so mm-hmm. triples, if you can come up with a way to talk about your book, your book itself, or one of your key messages using those kinds of triples, it will make yeah. a huge difference. Um, and then there's just finding a way, a soundbite basically is is just taking a, it's a very dense piece of information. So for example, I remember listening to a podcast interview once. There was a relationship expert on the show, and she said, When it comes to relationships, perfection equals pure fiction.
0: Mm, that is I like a sound that. Bite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard it, it gets- five years ago, and I'm telling you now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Those, you know who's really good at doing sound bites because they remember. He just has a great memory. Is Les Brown, so Les Brown is a great stage speaker, platform speaker. But he also talks in sound bites, and it's because of alliteration. It's the triples. It's what the ear likes to hear. And and Mm -hmm. he, I guess maybe people who he was in radio before. He was a disc jockey, so he knows that he has to be a little bit more dramatic and that sort of thing. But I do like the fact that you said about the triples. That was really important. I like the fact that you talked about similes, metaphors, and analogies, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times what you're doing right now is that people remember stories. So you may know the book and and really give people like the step-by-step, but if you don't give it in a story, they won't paint a picture and remember. So that's one of the main things too that I really like. That, That particular chapter was, what was this one? That was towards the end. That was chapter, I think it was chapter Four. It's chapter four. I, what, what I appreciate I
2: that, Pam. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that because it's so important. We if you talk, if you just talk, 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 it's hard on people's ears. You can only listen for so long. There's something else I like to share about, which is bookmarking. So if, if someone asks you, well, what you know, what are your tips for sleep, having a better night's sleep, for example? Mm. And you might mm. say something like, There really are three main tips for having a great night's sleep. That's a bookmark. Yes. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, number three. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then beyond yes. that, you could be doing these things. So you, mm-hmm. you've kind of carved out a piece of time that you're taking in. This isn't about because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. One of the, so I appreciate you brought Kind of because I notice we're dropping in and out a little
1: bit. Are you there, Yes, Pam? Yes, yes. It's, it's dropping in and out. And, yes. it, and, and we kind of talked about that. Like, if we drop in and out, we just keep going because it's live. Uh, one of we'll the keep things going, too, yeah. I know. One of the things when someone is doing a camera interview, people don't know where to look. So where mm-hmm. should they look if they're doing a, a camera interview? Should they look at the host? Ooh. Or are they you looking look- at this? <laughs>
2: yeah you get you you want to look at the camera lens wherever it is so my lens mm. is up on top of my screen and that's where i'm looking mm. the temptation is to look mm. at you pam cuz you look gorgeous i love your right. pink top i love your but you can Thank tell i'm not do. looking at you i'm not looking in right. your eyes you Mm-hmm. and you want to look in people's eyes there are new cameras out now uh it's kind of a new thing where you where it will it has a little suction cup and you can put it right in the middle of the screen and so you're you're looking at the camera so you can put it right on the host's nose oh. and then you're looking right at it so i've i've ordered mine so i'll let you know how that is but i think okay. that that's a marvelous invention because so many people do not do this well Mm-hmm. They're looking That's at true. themselves. They're looking at they're looking at the host. But the the advice if you're on television is completely opposite. You want to look at the host and let the camera find you. So there are different ways of doing
1: things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so it is when you're on television, you look at the host. When you are look when you are doing like what we're doing, you're looking at the camera because if I look down at Joanne, I'm looking at Joanne. Okay. But the people who are watching this, it's like, well, why is she looking down? Because I'm looking at yeah. it. So, so it's a whole, it's a whole nother thing of doing that. So I I love the this book. I love how it's laid out. I love the tips in it. And then at the end, you give us a little heads up about what's next. So it's like, okay, so this is really so to prepare you to be a media darling so that you are really making sure that you're shining through every interview. But what's, next for you that, okay, so they're shining through every near interview, so what is the next phase? What do they do next?
2: You know, I wrote this book first, even though it seems like it should be third in the series. I have three books. I wrote it first because I was seeing so many people make mistakes that I knew if they just corrected a few things, they would look so much better. So I, I yes. felt motivated to get that one out first. This, this next more- book, this next book is How to Find the Right Media, Where Should mm-hmm. You Be? How do you yeah. find them? How do you connect with them? It is different now and it keeps changing, and people like to be connected with it differently. So, what are the, how can you figure out what that is? And how do you find them? Uh-huh. If you want to only just do podcasts, let's say you're in a women's group or you're in a reading group or whatever, and someone has a podcast and you want it, that's fine. I mean, you don't you don't have to have a book like this or follow all of that. But if your desires are bigger than that and you want to do bigger podcasts or you want to do brands that are larger than that so that so that you need to be a professional on camera and on mic then this will help you do that but that next book to answer your question is is how, how do you find them and how do you reach them and how do you do this and then the third book will be once you get the interview then what do you do so there's yeah. a space there like having B roll if you need it and you know all the different things that may be required putting a slideshow together. There's just different requirements yeah. and you you need to know. You and a lot of people don't and they're just always yeah. surprised. It's like, "Oh, I didn't know I needed to do that." No. Yeah.
1: Because you That's can't the world one, we live in. Yeah, once you get the interview, you can't just scramble and try to put it together. You need to yeah. already have those marketing materials together. Those are the things that are that are required for professional. The second book in the series that you're, you're talking about is how to find the media. And so, and what media? So a lot of people want to go for the top rung media. You know, the ones that I, re, I remember having a client one time say, well, I want to be in People Magazine. I'm thinking like, okay, People Magazine, what does that have to do with you Uh You know, at this point she was um doing an event, okay. And it was pretty timely and it was an event just for a specific audience. It was not you're overshooting the media in terms of being in people magazine. First of all, you're going you're we're not timed enough because that's probably at least six weeks out or eight weeks out or whatever. So I said, Well, why people magazine? She said, Well, that's what I read in the beauty shop. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is she says, I really don't know media. That's what she said. Yeah. So you That's don't know what you. media. Yeah, that you don't right. know what media. So I always tell people to study the media so that they know. Obviously, what your audience reads, watch, and listens to is where you want to be, mm-hmm. not right. what's popular. Right. Because exactly right. Popular, but but nobody... It- Your
2: audience isn't watching it. Exactly right, Pam. And and then I would add to that that there are all kinds of media opportunities with outlets you haven't heard of. That doesn't mean they aren't perfect for you. That doesn't mean that it's exactly the place you should be. It may well be. Some people, here's another example. Some people, I want to be in the New York Times in the worst way. I just, that's really what I want. Well, okay. New York Times, millions of readers, but a fraction would be interested in what you have versus a much smaller Outlet 40,000, you know, active users, and but they're all interested in what you have, which is going wow. to produce the better results, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of look at that, right? Yeah,
1: I yeah. had a client one time that was in a trade publication, trade publications not going to be for everybody, but she got a speaking gig, mm, great, a speaking gig. and that was the thing. She got speaking gigs from being in that trade publication directly at that niche. Now, she had been on a different show maybe not so much so right. you want to make sure that that the the message that you're that you want to share reaches the destination of the people who will buy or take some kind of action right? That's, right that's like the that's like the whole point of that so you know what I forgot to ask you how do people get in touch with you so I want you to tell me how they can get in touch with you
2: Well, you can just go to my website, which is my name, com. I have a contact form there. Uh, I'm happy to receive an email too. And I think it's on, it's on my website, but it's my name, com, And uh, those are two ways. And then I'm all over social media. So if you know, mm-hmm. we can connect there as well. And I would love to, it would be really, really fun. I love to hear what people are up to. I love authors, authors who have businesses, and it's a privilege
1: to, to learn what people are up to and what they're doing and how I might be able to help. And so Joanne McCall, I put that up there, com, And yes. then if you forward slash books, what do they get yes. there?
2: There's a landing page there uh, that feature has a few more features. And I think I've got some resources there as well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's always fun to get freebies. Who doesn't like freebies? You
1: know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we you go like to then kind of click around, go forward slash books. Obviously you can get the book on Amazon, but then there's some other resources there. I think it's right. a, a quiz or a test or something like that. But anyway, you. it's wanna... like a,
2: a media assessment. It's a bunch of questions just to see kind of where you are. And it's an eye-opener. It's an eye-opener. It's like you read them and go, oh, I didn't know I needed to know that. Yeah.
1: That's (laughs) a media assessment. Please go there. Take that so that you will know. She has worked with some of the best of the best in the media industry. You want to be a media darling, take the assessment and then get the book and then connect with Joanne. OK, so she can make sure that you are getting the right media training and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to make sure that I said that because I was like, I want sure to mention about that, that resource page, because I was like, OK, I looked at it yesterday. I was like, what was it? You know, brain is like, OK, what was that? But yeah, that okay. is that take the media assessment, because that really helps you understand where you are. And then that way you can kind of course correct of the things that you need to do right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. So cool. So McCall.com. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Oh, Pam, what a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I had such a good time. I really yes. did. It was really fun. Thank
1: oh, you. and then Charles, thank you so much for joining us. He's a master's of management. It says great interview with Joanne McCall. I plan to get the book. Hey, oh, oh, thank you, Charles. You know, I put, I put that up there, Charles, before I even read it. So thank you so much. <laughs> I just knew that she would love it because I love Joanne. So I knew that that I wanted to share her with our audience and making sure that people get her book and um, stay connected, stay connected because she's got two more coming out after this. And so she really wants to make sure that she um, is really helping people get the most out of the media. That's really the main thing, that they get the most out of the media. So thank you so much for joining Pam Perry's Picks on Amazon Live. And then also on the Get Out There, Get Known uh, show as well, so I will talk to you later. All Thanks, right, Pam. Bye, bye, everybody. Hey, this is Pam Perry. Really giving you a PR pep talk. How to get publicity? What can it do for you? Why do you need it? What's it do? How much it costs? I'm gonna answer those questions in a sec. So, what can quick media coverage do? It can help you increase your visibility online, extend your reach, stand up from the crowd, higher ranking on Google so you can get found. SEO is important. That's what PR can do for you, for sure. So when you're ready, go to pamperypr.com. Love for you to get out there and get known, get in all of the media that you see on the website, pamperrypr.com. Take a pic of the packages for the PR on pamperypr.com. All righty, we'll see you there.